there's this dependence and surrender to God that begins with our first step as we walk with Him, and it goes throughout our life, as you said, Holly, where we trust that God sees what we do not, mm-hmm. that God sees us for who we are, for who He created us to be, and He somehow, as we surrender and depend upon Him, He brings sweetness out of that. Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson, and Holly Gerth, writers and real-life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected. So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together. Hey, More Than Small Talk friends. We're glad you're with us. Last week, we had a conversation about introverts and extroverts, which was really about embracing who we are and becoming all we're created to be. So we're following that up this week with a conversation about how God can use us just as we are. So, Suze, why don't you tell us how this conversation came to be? Sure. So on Facebook, I have a together group. It's a Bible study group that I meet with every day. And I ask a question every Monday and I ask this, in what way do you want to live a little more free in your family, your faith, or your feelings? And it just so happened that this question hit a chord this week uh, in a very specific way. These women started saying, hey, really, I want to feel a little more free in my faith in believing that God can use me in this season or as I am or as my roles are changing. And and some of the things that they said, uh, Kim said, I'd like more freedom in figuring out who I am aside from my roles of wife and mom and all that comes with that. Somebody else said, my life is changing right now. And I just wonder, can God still use me? When everything is in chaos, everything is turning over right now. Somebody else said, I'm just so flawed. (laughs) I'm just so stinking flawed. And and I wonder if God's going to choose someone else. And somebody just said, I want to be authentic to who God called me to be. And that made us have a conversation. And, And it brought us to this confession question. What is one surprising way that God has worked through you? I think that um, I've been very open about struggling with anxiety and depression. And the fear is that when I'm in those wrestling moments, I have nothing to give. And I had one of those moments where I just felt really disconnected and felt like I had just flubbed at this conference. And then I kind of moved and shifted over to another table and I was able to see someone and notice them and speak into their life. And it ended up being the most powerful thing ever because I could see her pain. I could see her struggle and I identified with it and I did something about it. So even when I've been at my darkest times, I've just seen, um, you know, the light through the cracks, you know, um, in those moments where I've just thought, God, I don't have a whole lot to give, but what I do have, I'm going to give it to you. And I hope that it's enough. And I've been surprised that God can use me even in the midst of struggle. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say something similar, actually, like sharing about anxiety and depression When I look back at the places where I feel like God has most used my words, they have been words that have come from the hardest, darkest places. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, they haven't been the, it's a great day. The sun is shining all is well. <laughs> yeah. You know, they've yeah. been the, I don't feel like writing. I don't think I can do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit down, Jesus help. And then what he speaks to my heart ends up speaking to someone else too. And that's always a very humbling experience, but also reassuring in that what he said to Paul is still true. Like in our weakness is his strength. Yeah. Not too long ago, I was sitting with a a new friend and she was younger and she was just in tears and she was sharing a place where she felt like she had completely failed God. And she looked at me and she said, I don't even know why I'm telling you this, because like, there's no way you can understand. And it was so interesting. That's exactly where I had really struggled myself. And I told her a story of years ago of just wrestling and being in that place and thinking, God, I have so messed up. I have so hurt your heart. There's no way (laughs) that I can come back from this. And and that's how I felt it at the time. And it was beautiful because I remember I, I was sitting with Richard later talking about that moment that had happened with this beautiful new friend. And I said, isn't it interesting that God took a time where I felt completely flawed and completely like I messed up everything. And he used that moment to give encouragement to someone else to say, we all mess up. We all do, sis. But this is the character of God. And this is what he does. And this is how he sees you. And this is how he cheers you on. And to watch her walk away with a lighter step and like joy. <laughs> but isn't it awesome that God does that? You I know? love that. Because we experience a place of freedom and by sharing it openly, like we give permission to others to do the same. And I love that because getting free in those areas where we feel like we're not enough and we share those with one another. I feel like that's when God's like, I'm more than enough. And that's exactly where I want you. You know, I want you dependent on me, not thinking you got it all together. But when we just come as we are, as you are, whatever you show up like that day is enough. And that's why I think people really want hope to know. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think about this word use. It's it's a word that can have a very negative connotation. So I'd like to exchange it with the word partner. And and I believe that God partners with us. And, and, you know, Kimberly was like, as she was talking and I was sharing earlier saying, you know, my life is changing. My roles are changing. Um, maybe I'm older, maybe I'm too young, maybe I'm in a new city, whatever that is, can God still partner with me there? Yeah, I would say absolutely. You know, that's the work of a lifetime is that in every season, he's still going to have work for us to do. Yeah. And I just, I've been so grateful for the ways that I've seen him use me more for my broken places than he ever has for me faking perfection or faking I'm fine. It's like those are the moments like he delights in because he uses everything to just sharpen us, to make us who we're meant to be. But those struggles are a part of what makes us great and makes us dependent upon our great God. Yeah. Yeah. God knows who you are becoming. Does that surprise you? For me, that brings assurance. I'm a work in progress, and God knows that. When the lie comes that I have to be someone different, something different, I can confront that lie with the truth that every experience, everything God has helped me overcome, every good thing God has done, 
all of those things God can use to make a difference. I talk more about this in my book, Joykeeper, Six Truths That Change Everything You Thought You Knew About Joy. And you can find out more about this book at my website at SuzanneEller.com. Now, let's get back to our conversation. I remember one time after I spoke, this woman came up to me and was like, how can you be so vulnerable? And I hadn't ever thought about it, you know? And I said, because I know my struggles aren't my identity. Mm-hmm. And I remember realizing that when a friend of mine called me and she had been really wrestling with, you know, just really hard things. And she kept saying, I guess this is just who I am now. And I said, no, this is not your identity. It's your current location. Yeah. Yes. Like this is you know, where you are right now. It is not who you are. And yeah. I think when I spoke that to her, God kind of spoke it to me too. And I think that's what makes us hide. Mm-hmm. If I am tempted to say, I'm fine, everything's great, you know, it's probably because I'm confusing my struggles with my identity. And I think yeah. if anyone knows what's really going on in my life, or my marriage, my heart, my mental health, my with my kids, whatever it is, then that somehow will affect me, my identity. But instead, I think Jesus frees us to say, nope, that's your current circumstances, but your identity is eternally secure. Yeah. And that can be tough. Let's say that you're going through an unwanted divorce. Let's say that you're going through a time where you, you feel that somehow you've I don't know, miss the mark in some way. I have absolutely been in times where I felt like I've missed the mark. Yeah, all of yeah. us. Yeah. And and somehow, somehow God sees what I do not, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's where it, tra- and I don't know why I'm getting emotional, except for there's this dependence and surrender to God that begins with our first step as we walk with Him, and it goes throughout our life, as you said, Holly. Where we trust that God sees what we do not, mm-hmm. that God sees us for who we are, for who he created us to be. And he somehow, as we surrender and depend upon him, he brings sweetness out of that. Yeah. Makes no sense in the natural, right? Mm-mm. One question that I would have, let's say someone's listening right now and she says, I don't even really know who I am. You know, how how can I know who I am to God? How can I know that there's worth and value? And this can come from somebody who's been a believer for a long time. What would we say to her? I just want to say is that um that you are made in the image of God. Like that scriptural he, he didn't say some of us, all of us have his imprint on us and we are made in his image even when we can't we feel like oh my goodness i'm a complete train wreck or a mistake but we truly are made in his image yeah yeah i would say there's two pieces to this one is sort of our universal identity that all of us as believers share and so looking at god's word to say what is true of all of us mm-hmm. like i am accepted i am loved i am chosen I have gifts to offer, but then there's specific identity, which is what is unique to me? What is unique to Susie and Jennifer and Holly and whoever's listening that no one else can replicate? 
And so I think we need to go down both of those paths. So look to God's word for the truth of who you are as a believer, the eternal truth of your identity, and then find some helpful tools to learn who he made you specifically and individually. We talked about one of those in the last episode. I have a new guided journal coming out called Introvert by Design. Mm -hmm. My book, You're Already Amazing, also has some tools, but there are plenty of other resources as well. But I would encourage people to do both. Yeah. Because if you only do the universal, then it can feel kind of vague when you try to apply it to your everyday life. Yeah. If you only do the specific, then you're depending on yourself and that can lead to insecurity. Yeah. You know, so you need to be rooted in your eternal identity and then living daily in your specific unique identity. I love that. And having both, I think, is where we can really start to feel like, okay, this is who I am. This is how God can use me. I'm forever secure, but I'm also confident about what he is calling me to do today here. Yeah. Well, and, and I also, you brought it to the practical, which is what we need to do Mm. with each other. Uh, One question that I often ask people when they say that same thing, who am I? I'm like, what lights you up? What, like, what brings you joy? And there are things that absolutely bring me joy. And one of those is teaching. I love bringing light to the word of God. It just lights me up. I love sitting one-to-one with someone like I did with the young woman I was talking about and just hearing and listening what she has to say and then being able together to talk that through and then watch her walk away feeling encouraged. That lights me up, you know? So knowing what lights you up, sitting down and saying, What brings me joy? And asking those closest to you that same question, what do you think lights me up? And I can promise you they're going to have answers. Mm -hmm. So that's another practical way to approach this. Jennifer, what is a practical way? Um, I I love what you're talking about. Just um, I'm a list maker. So I think that when I have those struggles and I'm really wrestling with my identity, I like to just kind of write down, you know, what God's giving me that's unique. And so I make a list. And when I'm struggling, I look at that instead of like the negative self-talk that's going on and on in my head. And we've talked about that a lot um, in our podcast um, just recently, but to really look at that and see a visual really helps me. Yeah. Because our roles do change. They do. You know, being a mom changes over Mm -hmm. time. Being, if you're, if you're married, being a wife, as you get older, those things, there's changes there. I had this moment when I was in the pediatrician's office with my daughter and he was asking what I did. And I said, I'm just a mom. And he said, I want to stop you there. Take the just out of it. Yeah. You know, and he really spoke into my identity that what I was bringing, I'm not just a mom. I'm a person. I'm a woman. I'm a, you know, a nurturer. I'm a caregiver, all of those things. And I thought, I'll never forget this moment of him saying Take the just out of it. Well, and that's the thing is that though my roles may change, wife, daughter, mother, volunteer, writer, teacher, whatever, I'm still Susie. Mm -hmm. And I bring the element of who I am to each of those roles. So even though they change and certainly I grow, Mm -hmm. but I still yet bring, that's what I bring to it is I bring Susie. I, I bring who God uniquely created to each of those things. So they change, but I grow. I, I, I remain me, just I keep expanding a different version of me, bringing that to each of those roles. Yeah, that's good. 
And I think another practical step is keeping an eye on how we're engaging with social media. Mm. Because I oh, feel please. like when we go to, <laughs> yes, when I struggle with this, it's usually because I've gone to a just as they are space, yes. you know, that I'm scrolling through Instagram and I'm telling myself I need to be just as they are, not just as I am, just as you are. Mm-hmm. And so for so me good. just saying, okay, if I'm suddenly feeling like, oh, you know, I'm not doing enough, I'm not enough, this, oh, I need to be in a different season or place or Whatever one check is just to pause and say, what am I taking on that God never intended for me? It's like, you know, going into someone else's closet and just putting on whatever. Like, it's probably not going to work out well, you know, unless it's Jennifer. And then you're going to look a lot cuter. But, um, you know, so that's one, I think, practical step for me. That's so good. Yeah, I just, it reminded me, I recently spoke at a conference in Portland, Oregon, and um, not all my clothes made it with me. And so somebody said to me, her, her name was Summer, and she, was, she said, hey, I could lend you something. And I looked at her, she's like five foot tall. And I said, Summer, that's not going to work. But it was so generous that she wanted to offer. But we both got the giggles in the elevator thinking about me wearing, you know, her five foot tall clothes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's exactly the same thing that you're talking about. We go around with these ill-fitting ideas of who we should be. When God uniquely created us to be us. Yeah. It's so good, Holly. Yeah. even Especially, I think, even with experts. Mm-hmm. Like, our world is full of experts now. Everything from your home to your faith to how to parent. And they're all saying, this jacket, like, yes. fits. Like, yes. it will make you look amazing. And then you're like, <laughs> I can't move my arms. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So I think even then filtering and saying, okay, what are they trying to express? Okay, moving my body is probably a good idea. If it's yeah. an exercise yeah. expert. Yeah. But maybe not hanging upside down from monkey bars for an hour every day is yeah. going to be the same, you know, kind of effective it is for this person. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it. just using that filter mm-hmm. of saying, oh, gosh, we live in a world where we can learn so much about everything from everyone. Now, what is the filter? That filter needs to be, how does this fit who I am? How does this fit my season of life, my stage, who God created me to be? Okay, let's do that. Yeah. yeah. Do you, do you mind if as we end this, if I pray for that one listening right now, I don't know why, I just feel really yeah. impressed to do that. Father, I thank you for your daughter who is listening right now, and she has been asking, who am I? And Lord, I sense the word you're just saying is beloved. <laughs> that's who you are. Um, that's who she is. And Lord, I just pray that she will put on that jacket today uh, for it fits well. And Lord... Um, that you will partner with her um, right where she's at um, to be exactly who she's meant to be and to love someone well. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.